When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. There's a little pause there, Toby. Yeah, did you like that? For effect. Yeah, I'm not sure whether everyone would appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it, mate. I thought you just forgot you, about me. I tell you what, you don't appreciate much that I do. So, <laughs> But Tobes, a quick plug. If our supporters yes. would like to do something nice for us, we would recommend sharing what you're yep. listening to with some of your pals. Ten stars. Ten star reviews. Is it ten star reviews? Well, that's two reviews of five stars. Oh, I rate that. And just write us a nice comment on yes. Twitter, uh, Instagram, yep. Facebook, the something Facebook. along that, and just spread the love because sharing is... Caring. Absolutely. But first up, we've got our breaking news. We do have breaking news. Now, mine... I was going to say, <laughs> I reckon you should start off today, but well, you already did it, didn't you? Yeah, Go I did, for yeah. It, I'm selfish and that's okay. Um... Steady Eddie has borrowed some of Liverpool Football Club's um, tactics. What tactics has he borrowed? So, is it, well, I'm, 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 I have to within say, within the training, it, it hasn't really talked about too much, but it's more um, like the skills and the honing of the skills and almost behind the closed doors kind of stuff, you know, like in team talks. I'm not sure whether... I mean, Jurgen Klopp is a very good manager. I think it's more man-manager things rather than stuff on the pitch. Do you just think this is another Eddie Jones? I think it's just another steady Eddie just sort of going, oh, yeah, I've spoken to Jurgen Klopp. And it's probably just like a a text saying, "Ah, well done on the weekend, bud. Now, you've got to give it to Eddie, though. He... You know, his team is looking rather slick at the moment and they are, but, you is know, going from strength to strength. Here it's talking about the transitional parts of defence to attack. So oh, yeah. the counter-attack, you know, football counter-attack is, is quite a useful tool. 
and rugby it is as well, but it's trying to... I don't really see how the two games relate. No, neither, neither do I at all. I think the man management part, yes, yep. but I think that's so different between football and rugby because genuinely there's a there's a level of respect amongst a rugby team that yeah. is not there with a football team. And I'm not just talking from my own experience. I'm talking from people that I know sort of that have that have done it relatively high up. And they all say it's it's so yeah. different, completely different. But mate, my my first. I mean, story, I hadn't finished, but it's okay. You have finished. <laughs> ah, I got you last week, and I got you again. <laughs> Sam Simming, Simmons, uh, Simmons could end up starting for the Lions and not get picked for England. I rate this, and you know what? I do it. If you're Gatlin, and you're thinking, do I pick Billy Vinopola? Or do I pick Sam Simmons? You pick Sam Simmons. Well, Billy poten- will get injured potentially, but but other than that, there isn't another in the home nations number eight who's screaming out. Pick you know, me. pick me, pick me. Mm. So I could imagine, and and it has happened before on many Lions tours. Will Greenwood made the lines before he played for England, I believe. So it's really? not it's not completely unusual, no. you know. And we do all but know. But is it normal to sort of pick an uncapped player? You know, like the Barbarians. I think it would be really unusual for him to start for the Lions. Yeah. But, but to be to in, the squad. in the squad, I could definitely imagine that. But I don't really feel too bad. I mean, you know, you look at it, you go, Billy Vonopola, who yeah. has put a lot of work and a lot of, lot of time into. You've got. Curry and Underhill. So they're a pretty, I mean, they are. I mean, and Maratoji in the second row, you've kind of got the best back three in world rugby at the moment. No. Loose forwards, come on. Really? Who's better? Matera? Oh, no, yeah, Matera, but I want to talk about as a team, those three. Oh, okay, yeah. Working, I mean, maybe South Africa, maybe. Well, we, but haven't, I don't we don't know, know. who they're going to pick. So we don't know. I would say you'd have to say that Curry and Underhill. They're a, and, they're a class little set up, are, um, It's just a pity they play for England. Next. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your story then, mate. Your story. Uh, Portia Woodman. Now, not many people may know of Portia Woodman, but she is... Electric. A, she is a fantastic rugby player. She's as fast as that? Oh, she <laughs> No, she shows more toe than Roman Sandals. Absolutely, yeah. She's as hard as Woodpecker Lips, and she is going uh, for the rugby double. So... Sevens and Sevens uh, at the Olympics. Yeah. And then 15s for the World Cup. So they're in the same year. I think New Zealand are actually in England's pool, aren't they? They The pool's just got drawn recently. Is this, is this for the Sevens? No, this is for the, the Women's World, World Cup. Which is probably not a bad thing, because obviously the top two will go through, won't yeah. they? But I tell you what, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to lose, would you? You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be England or New Zealand or losing injured. your pool. And then have a shocker yeah. against one of the others. Um, but I, it sort of got me thinking, like, who who else has done this? Have Has gone to sevens or been in sevens and then in a World Cup. So 
there's a couple of Kiwis. So there's main one would be Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah. He went to the Olympics. Did Messam go as well? Messam, I think, went, and I think Adi Savia went as well. I'm not sure he went to the Olympics. Did he not go to the Olympics? Not to the Olympics. Right. Well, Rio anyway, so there's Messam yeah. and Sonny. Sonny Bill, and then have also won a World Cup. Now, New Zealand didn't win the sevens in Rio. No. But the New Zealand women's sevens are class. Yes. The New Zealand women's... So she genuinely has so a chance to, to do both. To do the double. I mean, she's already won the Women's World Cup, hasn't she? I think she already has. So therefore, she really only needs to win the sevens. Olympics. Yes, but and you to know, do it in to do it in the same year. You know, they're less than two months apart. <laughs> so you're amazing, training isn't it? for two different games. Yeah, and they are different games, yeah. aren't they? They're completely different. So games. I mean, she's she's amazing. She. If you see a play, you're like, you're one of the yeah. best players yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually... Men or women. I saw a really good interview with her. Or they, whatever you want to call them. What's interesting is, you know, no money, eh? Nah. There's no money. Just drive. Just drive. The and want to win. Absolutely. Class. I mean, I, I know they do get paid a small amount of money. Yeah, but compared but to the, men... Isn't that the great thing about um, female sport at the moment is we're seeing kind of the first real big strides forward. Like, if you watched uh, women's rugby three, four, five years no, ago, yeah. they couldn't pass off their left hands. And now, it's just like, boom, boom. Yeah. It's, you know, real I school think, level's gone I think up. almost, when was the, um, there was the Women's Rugby World Cup in England. Yes. A handful of years ago. And that's when it sort of put women's rugby on the map. I think a lot of that's to do with the fact that with the Olympics, a lot of these countries put in money into their sevens programs. And unlike the men, there is a huge crossover between women's sevens and women's fifteens. Yeah. Whereas for the for the men it's specialized, isn't it? It's very little crossover. And obviously that means that those women who are getting paid to train, especially the English girls. Yeah. Um, world rugby's gone up for definitely, female. And, definitely. And, you know, watching the French girls the other, the other night, quality as but well. In, in like, you know, England, English women's rugby, even grassroots is class. Yeah. You know, there's so much rugby in this country yes. for women. They've got so many opportunities, which is awesome. And, you know, I know New Zealand and Australia and all that, so South Africa maybe have a lot of opportunities, but... Not all. You, you can make money. You can live off the money you make to be a female yeah, rugby player over here. To, compared to male rugby, they they earn nothing. Drop in the ocean. Oh, I do think only really the top rugby guys get paid good money though. Like, like if you're a if you're a super rugby player and you don't make the All Blacks, you know you're not getting paid a huge amount of money. You make a living. While you play. While you play. And you make a good living while yes. you play, but you only play for a short amount of time. You only play for a handful of years and then the money slowly dwindles out when you stop playing. Yeah. If you're a Dan Carter, you've made for oh, life. Richie but, McCaw, you're fine. But, you know, we're talking about the top 10%. Yeah. And and really everyone else goes unless, and gets unless a normal you're good job. Enough, unless you're good enough to go 
and chase the money. Yes. In Europe, Japan. But anyway, that's my story, mate. And we that's talked about... That's a long one, wasn't it? For you we as well. Normally about. we whip through your ones. And, then <laughs> <laughs> and you talk, you bloody dribble on. <laughs> and I'm going to... No, I'm not going to dribble on now. It's interesting, this one, which is... um. It's sort of come to light why New Zealand potentially did not host the rugby championship. Everyone thought that, you know, South Africa and Australia did the dirty on New Zealand. But it's come out that basically the New Zealand government were in two minds. They didn't exactly fight tooth and nail to get the competition in New Zealand because they felt like it might be be perceived biased to rugby and men's sport. They also were worried about the national health of the nation and they were worried that basically if they let in rugby players, then why weren't they let in other people as well? Which is a comment that you made at the time. I get the second two comments. I'm not sure I get the first... I don't get the bias to... And and I'll give you an example why. Because New Zealand held an international netball competition. So is that biased to netball that they allowed that one to go through Mm. and not the rugby competition? I mean, I don't mind that it's in Australia. I don't mind it either, no. I think the only real pain is that for the New Zealand players coming back... It's a pain, but I suppose... Yeah, but it's the same with Argentina. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm just saying it's the same for everyone, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The only people that would have had a real advantage is New Zealand for it to be held in New Zealand. Yeah. And I suppose Australia have that advantage, but they did have to come in quarantine and play in New Zealand for a start yes, they did, as well. Yeah. So It was almost a trade-off. And to be honest, it's been a good competition. Yeah. How, you know, holding it in Australia. It may have given Australia... A slight advantage. Which is good, though. Which which they need. Yeah. And, and let's be honest. And they've lapped it up. Australian rugby needs a bit of a shot in the arm, and maybe this is going to do it. Mm. So I've got no issues with no, that. No, neither. And actually, I think probably it was the best solution. Yeah. Right, my, my last one. What I like is how this is breaking news. And it's like, oh, me last one. <laughs> <laughs> It's breaking. It's supposed to be exciting. Punch, punch, punch. This is my last one. This, oh, is, yeah, this is your last Here one. Here we go. Whoa. Now, the first two Puma games, there's been a lot of niggle. A lot of niggle. Loads. Okay. Even the first two ones against Australia and New Zealand, a lot of niggle. Yeah. Bit of feeling. Pent up aggression. Yeah, that's COVID, what we like though. COVID rage. COVID rage. I could, I, I'll tell you what I was going to say afterwards, eh? Yeah, you'll, you'll giggle, you'll giggle. I can't say it on air. Um, but Patrick Tuopolotu has sort of come out and he full on expects loads more niggle. You know, if we look at Pablo Matera again. Yes. He you, was in the middle of it. There's one thing you can be sure that the Argentinians will bring. Which is emotion. Emotion, and heart, that, and that feeling. Comes, that comes in niggle. Feeling and emotion are the same thing, but I said them both <laughs> just to be sure. Just to confirm. Yes, just to confirm. So, you know, is our New Zealand going to be sort of like, oh, they were quite niggly, or are they going to go, right, we'll give it back to them? 
no, I think New Zealand will do everything they possibly can just to be the be the uh, peacemakers, get the referee on side, and I don't think they did that very well last no. time. I, we were watching this game together, the first game, didn't we? Yeah, and we didn't like we, it. We were like, you know, the Argies are bringing the niggle, and then before you knew it, like, the ref was on our back. But that's but, almost but then, it, you but know. But then we walked into that, didn't we? Are we, compared to the first game, are we going to use their niggle against them? You know, I think the first game, we almost gave it back and the referee saw us. We gave as good as we got. Yes, but the referee saw us us more than them kind of thing. Yeah. And are we going to then take a back step and go, well, we're going to use it against you now? Yeah, we're going to make a point. You know, we're not going to do anything back, but we're going to point it out to the referees. Yeah. Or is that a bad thing? Look so what he's basically doing. Uh, harden up, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be... We're going to be... are going to dob them in. We're going to be that snitch. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. Pablo hurt me. Oh, you got to love Pablo Montero, though, don't you? Like, oh, how class. cool is it? Did you see him give his top? Uh, give us top weight of the little yeah, kid. To the, yeah, I saw that. That's oh, class. Brilliant. You know, it was like Sonny Bill, but better. You know how Sonny Bill gave away his medal yeah. to that, like, English kid? He The English kid ran out onto the field, didn't yeah. he? Whereas this this was this was a genuine fan of Argentinian yes. rugby. yeah. Who just couldn't even control his emotion. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Absolutely brilliant. Mate, Wayne Pivik. I feel sorry for the lad. Because he's now lost the plot completely when he says he makes sta- statements after beating Georgia 18 points to nil, being 10 nil up after about 10 minutes. He makes a statement which is, Wales head coach Wayne Pivik welcomed a step in the right direction. Is I it mean, a step in the right direction? No. It's a step <laughs> sideways. It's not even a step. You... It's Georgia, <laughs> and you only just scraped a win. I mean, oh. it's it's embarrassing. I'm really sorry, Wayne. It's embar- I know you had your B team out, but that's not you, the point. The only games he's won in charge of Wales is a game against Italy, a game against the Barbarians, and a game against Georgia. So you know, step in the right. You're going backwards. I know, ridiculous. Do you think Georgia are professional athletes? Do you think they get paid? Oh, they get some funding from Georgian rugby, but it's pretty much. Do they have their own jobs whilst they're not? 100%. 100% they have their own jobs, yeah. Yeah. They're all on furlough at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's Fiji. (laughs) It's Fiji. They They got a whooping on the weekend, didn't they? They had another 28 nil, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was like they didn't even turn up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's <laughs> such a bad joke. Because they didn't. <laughs> yeah, COVID got them again, eh? Do you know anything bad in the world right now? You just blame COVID, don't you? Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah. Wales should blame COVID. What will Wales, I'm sure, how? England blame, should blame COVID. What for? Well, being bloody good. <laughs> no, uh, bloody good. They are, eh? No, they're not. They are. Okay, last story here is Craig Cooper opens up about treatment at the Reds. So in 2018, 
Cooper was basically told by Brad Thorne that he was fifth, fifth best choice for the Reds at 10. Who was in front of him? Well, this is, it's just rubbish. I mean, he, this is, he's in line for the Aussies. So he is one of the best 10s in Australia. But basically, his point is this. Brad Thorne basically made him feel so devalued that he wanted to leave. And it's because they couldn't really afford him. You know, if they sold him, got rid of got rid of Cooper, then it, it meant that they could spend more money on a, a whole group of other players. Who, and who, I'm surprised by that. I would have thought Brad Thorne would have been straight talking, listen, Quaid, you know, I played for the All Blacks. You played for Aussie. I didn't like you when that happened. I don't like you now. I don't really want you in my squad. We want to sell you so we can invest some money in some young talent. Where is he now? I actually don't know where he is. I think he actually may have is hung he? the boots up or he's in Japan. I was just going to say, is he I in Japan? I reckon he's in Japan. How about I do a little uh, squiggle? You do a little bit, bit of work. But I have to say I'm really surprised by Brad Thorne because I genuinely thought that Brad Thorne, as I said, would have been that straight-talking, common-sense approach. And to say that he was fifth choice for the Reds in sort of pre-season is an absolute joke. That's just not very nice. No. I thought more of Brad Thorne than that. The only time I wouldn't say what I'm saying now is if Brad Thorne was in the room and then all of a sudden... He'd be a scary, (laughs) scary, scary, scary guy, wouldn't he? What have you found there, mate? I... uh, Rebels 2019... And I'm sure he went off to Japan after that. There's no current. No. So I don't actually know. Is that one for the listeners to help us out? Yes. If you know where Quay Cooper is currently playing, please, please let us know. Oh, present. Oh, um, something, someone liners oh, in Japan. <laughs> Excellent. We got there in the end. Yeah, this I'm not gonna even going to pronounce that. This is going to take quite a lot of interesting. Can I just... Kintetsu. Liners. There you go. Mm. Thank you for that. It's going to take nice. no editing at all. It's going to take a lot of editing. No, shush. <laughs> anyway, mate, right. we're, we're moving over yes. to the results. We are. Shall I kick off? <laughs> you you do the Mitre 10. I'll do the Mitre 10. Auckland had a close win over uh, Waikato, 23-18. Hawks Bay had a huge win over Taranaki, which so, is quite surprising. So they will be playing Northland in the final of the sort of cup. Yes. Who had a great win over Otago. Yeah. Um, so they won 59-23. Tasman beat Bay of Plenty 19-10. And as Damien said... 32-19 to Northland against Otago. So they had a good win there as well. Who do you reckon is going to win out of Auckland-Tasman? Auckland. Yeah, I do agree because Tasman have got so many players in the All Blacks. Yes. They're basically this. I think there's 10. 10. 10 players wow. in the All Blacks. Is Canterbury in the? Oh, no, the way they're not. No, mate, they didn't <clears> make it. Okay, the internationals yes. over the weekend, we saw a... New Zealand-South Africa... Cancelled. Why is that even on there? 
Yeah. Uh, Argentina, <laughs> Australia, 15 points all. Yeah, wow. We'll get into a little bit of that, but it wasn't the best game, was it? No, it wasn't, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be like. Yeah, and for, and to be fair, all the international rugby over the weekend was a little bit of damp squids. Black uh, France had a close game over Scotland. Wales, as we've already mentioned, uh, bet uh, Georgia by 18 points to nil. England... A resounding 18-7 win, really. Then England completely and utterly outplayed Ireland. I thought they would have beat them by a little bit more, maybe, especially after the start that they got. Yeah, I do agree. But in the manner they beat them. Was it just domination? It was just domination. Mm. In fact, I've very rarely seen... Such a one side. Oh no, I did Argentina versus New Zealand. Sorry, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's the Italy domination of Fiji, twenty eight points to nil, of course, because Fiji literally didn't turn up. So we see that England atop of Group A and Fr- France atop of Group B. It's going to be a great game when they meet each other. That's for sure, because basically that's going to be the final. Uh, you want to go and do the Super Rugby Unlocked? Yes. So uh, the Bulls beat the Pumas quite convincingly, 21-19. The Cheetahs beat the Griquas, 28-9. And COVID hit. And then COVID hit for the rest of them. Yeah. Do you know what was interesting is, is basically now, this is the halfway point, it means the Bulls have won Super Rugby Unlocked and now they go into the Curry Cup. Yes, they do, don't they? But for the last game, didn't play Mornay Stain, who's been absolutely fantastic. Well, they didn't need to. Yeah, they were too far ahead, Although they were 21-0 up at half-time and didn't score a single point in the second half. There you go. And um, I thought the Griquas may have got their first win. Yeah, 9-8 up at half-time. But... um, Didn't score a point in the second half. Didn't score a point there. And fear, I mean, what's been interesting, mate, and we're going to get into what caught our eye, but... What's been really interesting in this competition is how good were the Sharks before lockdown? And, you know, they're, they're, they're third. Well, they're third. Well, I they're, mean, they had a chance to go up into second, didn't they? But yeah. obviously, because of this virus, they couldn't play. No. That, that, and that would have been a good match, yeah. Shark Stormers. And how good are, the Bulls were terrible before lockdown, and now they're right up there. Flying high. It just shows, doesn't it, a little bit of, you know, a few players leave, a few players come in, and you've got a bit of time to organise yourselves. Happy days, but fair play to Bulls. I actually can't really see the Curry Cup being any different in results. No, I agree. Will the Griquas get a win? Let's hope so. Let's hope so, yeah. So, mate, what caught your eye from the weekend? Um... What caught my eye, and it was part of the huge win against uh, Taranaki, was Ash Dixon. Now, he had a fantastic Super Rugby, didn't he? Yeah, we thought he could have. He made was pushing. The All Blacks, he yeah. was pushing. Well, we thought he was pushing for a place. Yeah, <clears throat> and he goes out and scores a hat trick. Was it a good hat trick, or I was it a? Couldn't tell you. Or was it a Jamie George hat trick of three pushover tries? Nah, I'm saying it's a good hat trick. I'm saying he ran the length of field yeah, three, times. three times. He basically did Johnny May three times. What a try that was from Johnny May. He's just fast, eh? He's. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like. Why him. Why don't you like him? Because he's good. 
I've put England playing bad here, thank God, but I've, I've, I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. Do you know what caught my eye was the female referee with the Bulls versus the Pumas? We've seen that in Australia. We We've have. We've now seen that in South Africa. We have. We haven't seen it in New Zealand. We've seen, I think, a touchy. A touchy? I yep. think, I'm sure that was in Australia, mate. No, I think there's been one in New Zealand. Is there? So I we're, think. We're, we're the most sexist country out of the three, which is always good to know. New Zealand has been like that, though, hasn't it? Um, when is a female referee going to do an international? Oh, it's a matter of years away. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, a matter of, I would say, you would expect this, ne- so t- 2021. Oh, it's yeah, close. It, but all I'm trying to say is it doesn't need to be a tier one game. It'd be interesting when's the first tier one that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So let's say rugby championship or Six Nations. Yes. I'd probably say it's a couple of years away. I, w- I think, but it, it, it shouldn't be. You know, why um, can't they be as good as men? No, I'm not saying that they can't be. But, no, I know. But there's only two occasions where they've refereed a Super Rugby yes. match. So therefore, with that in mind... I would love to see them be able to referee on a consistent basis... In the Super Rugby. Yeah, I think next year they will. You know, sort of almost every week she does one or whoever. I think they'll just be put on one. that rotation. Yes. Like they have been. So touchy, touchy main game. Touchy, touchy game. Touchy, touchy game. <laughs> okay. Touchy, touchy. <laughs> touchy, touchy. <laughs> touchy, touchy, <laughs> uh, Next up, mate. Oz Argentina. Oz, oh. Oz Argentina. Oh, did you want, you know, you do it. Yeah, no, 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 I won't do your one. Oh, okay, I'll do my one. Yeah, you yeah. go, mate. You go. So, Oz-Argentina match, not as intense as the ABs match the week before. And both teams were just defence mind, two defence mind. You know, we, we expect the Northern Hemisphere yes. to be defence minded. This was a Northern Hemisphere game. This was a Northern Hemisphere game, wasn't it? And I think, like, the Aussies saw New Zealand get beaten by Argentina and went into the match thinking... We have to play it tight. Else the same thing will happen to us. Yeah. But they played it tight and pretty much the same thing happened to them. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting going into next this weekend's match, New Zealand-Argentina, because I didn't see any evidence that New Zealand could break their defensive no, line. Right. And everyone's just expecting New Zealand to break their defensive line. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Um. Like you've said here, the intensity, no way near as high. No. And when it wasn't that high in the first sort of 20 minutes, I was like, well, I think Australia will win this. Yes. But they, they did well. Oh, Argentina, take they your head off to really, them. They did really, really well. They stuck in the fight and arguably could have snicked it at the end. Yeah. But again, Australia could have nicked it at the end. And again, didn't. a bit like our draw with Australia. Yes. It could have gone either way could have at gone any point. You, real hats off to Argentina, though, to, to to play like they did against New Zealand. To win and then draw a game. To then back it up. The big question will be, they're not going to have a break now. So they've got New Zealand and Australia yeah, again. Can they do it again and again? Yeah, and they did it. They've done it again. Yes. But then can they go will again that passion, and again? Will that intensity slowly wear off as the games go on? It's interesting though, isn't it? Because you know when they played in the Jaguar race? Yes. It basically was the national team. 
Yeah. But when they played in, as the national team, they didn't play with as much emotion. Well, they, they played almost a different game. Yeah. So I think there's an argument for having two professional clubs in Argentina. Yeah. Just so when they come Imagine together. Imagine the rivalry. Just so when they come together, it's like the Argentina that we're seeing now. Yeah. Which is the Matera saying, treat me with respect. Yeah. You or know, I'll eat and all you. that. Because we didn't see that literally. No. Jaguares would play week in, week out, and then the same guys would put on the Argentinian shirt. And I don't think it and had as much. And it's just like playing Super Rugby. Yes. And that was part Imagine of the issues. Imagine having two, two um, Argentinian, Argentinian teams. France still doing okay, even with a close game. Yeah, I've put here that France kind of, it's the first time I've seen the old France back where they, where they don't have a lot of kind of intensity over, they, they're up and down in a match. You know, we've, we've got very used to seeing France play well in the first half and then have a bad second half. Yes, yeah. Or, Bad first half, good second half. But actually, recently, we've seen you know France sort of string big parts of the match together. Yeah. Well, you look at that game back to that Ireland game. They controlled that game. Yeah. Really, really Didn't well. Didn't do as well on the weekend. No. Thought they were going to win. Did win. Closer than we thought. Yeah. And Scotland didn't deserve to win. No. Well, they didn't win. Do you see Stuart Hogg? Missed the kick into the corner with the last play of the game. Yeah. Village. That's <laughs> yeah. a coach killer. That's an absolute coach killer. Absolute coach killer. But Richard Mwanga did it the week before, just before half time, didn't he? That's but this was true. at the end of the game. So yeah. they had an opportunity to potentially draw the match. And he went for he went literally for the corner and missed. Went dead. Game over. Wow. Mate, I hate to say it, but England was so much better than Ireland. And I'm going to tell you why. No, you don't have to. Uh, moving six, on. six, seven, and four. So, Underhill, yeah. Curry. Yeah. And here we go. Otoje. He got man of the match, didn't I he? I mean, I have to say, he got 25 tackles. Wow. 25, 25 tackles attempted. 25 tackles success. He had... Won all his own line-out ball and stole a couple of theirs. i got to give it to him. He's a good player. He's He was okay this game. <laughs> and then you got Underhill and Curry. Yeah, who, they're, they're oh, good. They're especially good. Underhill. He is someone that you would not want to so meet in a dark ugly. alley, would you? How broad are his shoulders? I know. He's an absolute monster, isn't he? Absolute <laughs> monster. I hate to say it, but England and South Africa are going to be so hard to beat. Yeah, but they always are. No, they're not, no. England are not always that hard to, this this England team now. The last, the last sort of three, yeah. three or yeah, four okay. years, yes. they yeah. both have been very, very hard to beat. In fact, I'd go as far to say as even, what was it, the 2015 World Cup. Yeah, even England, though they got knocked England out. played really well in that. But even though they got knocked out, that yeah. you could see that was the start yes. of them being a very good side. They were very, very young, actually, weren't they? Yeah. Um, I've sort of put here, Wales would have thought they could put a few more past Georgia when we we touched on it a little bit. 
I think a bigger question is, if you're Pivik and your team hasn't played that well, hasn't really strung any phases together, hasn't really shown anything, would you completely and utterly change your team going into the Georgian match or would you stick with them and say, come on lads, let's put it out there against Georgia, let's, let's, let's set a marker. I thought it was a bit of an odd thing to... I would have set a marker. They, I think those guys now with a week off, are they going to be in a better situation? Do you think they went away from that game going, wow, we suck? <laughs> I, well, we, I, I, I definitely thought yeah. that they sucked. But like, you know, 18-0, yeah, that's all right. But against Georgia, a tier two team? I think the proof will be in the pudding. When Georgia play Italy... And my guess is Italy yeah, are going to dominate true. them. You know, that'll be the real embarrassment for, for Wales. Yeah. But if, if Georgia but Georgia could... Yeah, if Georgia do a great job against yeah. Italy, then I will stand corrected. corrected. But as it currently stands, I think that Georgia are by far and away the worst team in the competition. And Wales only just bet them. I have to say, mate, well done to the Bulls first after a poor normal start to the comp. Really, really well done. And the other thing that caught my eye, and the last thing that caught my eye, Tobes, was that um, in the Argentinian coaching box, all the coaches had on team kit, apart from one. Who was the one? Michael Checker. Michael Checker. I wonder why that was. Leopards don't change their spots. He's just that controversial guy, isn't he? Or is he, you know, they're playing Australia, so he was being, I'm going to be respectful towards Australia and I'm not going to wear a Puma's kit. That's such a good comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that. Yeah. That might have been quite true. He might have been, listen, lads, you know, I'm, I've coached I'm, them. I'm an Aussie. This is my way of being respectful yeah. to them. That's a good shout. Actually, I'm sorry, Michael. I take it all back. <laughs> You're a blooming good guy. And you know what? I like that. Yeah. I think that's actually really I mean, really it good. might not be true, but, you know, it could be. I was going to say a puma doesn't change its spots. I know, but yeah. <laughs> that bad that. But he did because he changed his top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, you're not wearing the team kit. And I thought at the time, we actually both mentioned it, didn't we? Yeah. But now that you've mentioned it, actually, I reckon that's that's exactly what it was. Do we ask him? I think we should. Let's give him a ring. Yeah, good day, Michael. <laughs> Mate, let's move over to our listeners' questions. And, and we've got a few today. Um, I hate not to do them because people, obviously, when they when they email them in, especially if we haven't answered them before. Uh, hi, guys, and greetings from the US of A. Big fan of the pod. Really love the mixture of banter and insight with just the right amount of goofiness. No idea what he's talking about. Uh, question for you, let's say you were coach of a team, your team is about to play a team that is exactly evenly matched as yours, player for player, all the way down the line, but you had the magical ability to make one of your players 10% better and making the opposition in exactly the same position 10% worse, what position would you choose so i so i wouldn't be able to go die perk i think is that right have i ever announced pronounced that right um yeah die perk yeah from the us of a so great question by the way so i question. couldn't go 
I'm going to give my number nine 10% and your number 15. Ten, minus 10%. Yeah. No, it has to be has nine to be for nine, same. 10 for 10, okay, one for cool. one. Mine would be 10. Yeah, I reckon that's the lazy choice. Oh, God. Uh, but a very, I would but a go, very good choice. I would go someone off the bench. <laughs> yeah. That's my choice as Damien Warren. I would go coach 10%. Not a bad shout, though. No, bad shout. I'm going to go tight head prop. <laughs> right, I'll tell you why. why? Right? If why? you go tight head prop, okay. so your t- tight head prop's better, yep. 10% better, no, 20% better Yes. Then the opposition. Fantastic mathematics. Right. Everything else, everything else is evenly matched. Okay. Then every single scrum, you're probably going to get a penalty. Because your tight head is so important. Yeah, but how many scrum, you could get scrum penalties. Yes, I mean, scrum penalties. What about hooker? No, not not so, the, not the same. Oh, throwing, throwing in the line in, out. But ten percent, you know, prop who they lift as well. Yeah, they do. Ten percent, twenty percent Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going to say that the other one I would have thought. Which I think ten is, is a great shout yeah. as well. The other one is twelve. I think breaking the line. Breaking yeah, the but line. You can, you and can man sw- on man, isn't it? Yeah, but you can swap, can't you? What do you, you mean? Can, well, defensively, you can swap. So if you, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So they yeah. can sort of figure it out and go, oh, he's a lot better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> can you swap and tackle him? Yeah. And they'll just swap. Hey, uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> can I move to 13 and you move to 12? <laughs> this, he, he's this a kid, bloody cracker. <laughs> this this kid's blimmin' good, eh? <laughs> but he's just as good as you are. <laughs> yeah. We're so evenly matched apart from me, who happens to be 20% worse. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. So, so, yeah, prop, that's a great shout. Really good shout. Let's, I would like to, I would like to our viewers to give us a little bit of a vote on this. Do you think you'd want your tens to be in this position, or do you think you're tight head prop? Some would say loose head prop, you'd probably get a very similar, but I think tight head's like the cornerstone of the scrum. Yeah. So, important. Important. Uh, my question to you, yes. Tobes, is I, this. I haven't even looked at it. Have New Zealand got worse or have the chasing group of countries just got better? Great question. So obviously New Zealand have been average. This is my this is my question to answer. Yes, I'm just clarifying for uh, the listeners. Okay, fine, cool. Sorry. I mean, they did lose last week, so um I think a bit of both. I think um, Forster. Yeah. No, it's not Forster, it's yeah. Foster. Foster, mate. Yeah. You keep on saying Forster, now I am keep on saying Forster. I didn't even say that. You, you, <laughs> Foster, you, Ian. You used to say Smithy, mate. Ian <laughs> I did, didn't I? The commentator. I say Fozzy. You do say, let's just keep it at Fozzy. Yeah. Fozzy <laughs> wasn't the best choice for New Zealand, I don't think. Are our players potentially a bit cocky at the moment or going into that rugby champion, uh, sorry, Tri-Nations? I think so. But also I think the chasing group is a lot better. I actually think this, I mean, it's a bit of a poor question because who's the chasing group? Because... Well, the tier one teams. You know, we came 
third in the World Cup. Yeah. So there's two teams ahead of us, England and South Africa. Yeah, especially in, and in say, the world rankings too. Let's just say we have said that that's the chasing group. Yeah, but I, I said it last week. New Zealand is still the benchmark in world rugby. We had a great comment on Twitter, which is you guys play great brand of rugby, but you're no longer the benchmark. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. and Who, I Did he say the benchmark was? No, I asked him that question okay. and he hasn't come back to ah. me on that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think New Zealand have got worse. I think New Zealand have just stayed. Yes. And have become predictable, yes. like I've mentioned before. They need a fresh of breath air. A breath of, of fresh, fresh air. air. <laughs> they do. I would say that New Zealand have developed their game over time. They've always been happy to share their knowledge with other coaches and whatever. And what's ended up happening is they've shared all their knowledge. Everyone's copied them. And they haven't, they've stopped adapting now. So therefore, they haven't really adapted for probably like two years, apart from the double pivot, yeah. which doesn't work, No, which is Fozzie's idea. And he's stuck with it. Yeah, I know. He's like a, oh, I was going to say something bad, I can't really say that, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, just holding on to something just because they want to eventually be proved right, <clears throat> but it's not it, going to happen. Yeah, it might even be too little too late yeah. for him. So, I think they could potentially solve a lot of their issues yeah. if they have the right team on the pitch, but a Consistently, he's not picking the right team. No, I agree. But if they do and give them time, they're not. I could see them, a, you know, actually the players driving a new system forward uh, and getting around these problems rather yeah. than the coaching staff. That's for sure. What's your question for me, mate? My question to you: What is your favourite team outside of New Zealand, both national and international? International would have to be either France or Scotland. Scotland? Yeah, I love, I love it. I'm surprised. I like Scotland because I always felt they play, they're always the underdog. They're always the... For a good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, but France, you can't beat France. You can't beat a good love France. love the idea of playing French, yeah. flowing rugby... You know, the weather's lovely. They've got the wine there, you know. There's so many similarities between French rugby and New Zealand rugby. So I like that. Yeah. Like the characters that have come out and the, you know, the what about What about national team? Yeah, now I don't really have a national team. In saying that... What about know, like the Rebels? Yeah, I would say if I had to pick another team... In Super Rugby outside of New Zealand, I'd go the Rebels. I like yeah. the fact that they've you know done what they've done. I quite like the Reds this year. I thought yeah. the Reds are pretty good. Um, love the Sharks from you know South Africa the way that they were playing. And over here, I'd probably say I'll support Leicester uh, because my mate supports Leicester <laughs> and they need the, all the help they can get they at the do. moment. They do. But yeah, uh, you know, for me, it's one team. And it's, I like it's the Sunwolves. <gasps> yeah, the yeah. Sunwolves were great, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were great. Yeah, actually, th- I'm going to scrap everything. <laughs> the Sunwolves And I like the great. Japanese national team. 
love the Japanese yeah. Na- yeah. What am I doing? I don't know, mate. I'm having a shock here. Your head screwed on. I just kind of, I know, I have to say, I like the Argentinians. Yeah. I like the Griquas. <laughs> the Griquas. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, so um, that's who I'd pick anyway. Next question up. Oh, we're going question again. Yeah, we're going question, and we're going to keep one for next week. But, okay. Um, this is from David Sally. Oh, okay. yeah. I wanted to ask you this. Do you think the ABs suffer from a depth issue? More specifically, are the ABs suffering because they have so many players playing out of position, specifically Bowden Barrett, 10, not fifth, oh, yeah, at 15. Geordie, uh, <laughs> he should be playing 23, but he's on 11. Yeah. Uh, Savia, who's, who's playing at six, but could be playing at eight. Um, Rico, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like the ABs are opting to play people out of position to get the best players on the field, but not the best team. What do you reckon? Great question from my David Sally. Real good question. Um, I wonder why they are doing that. I wonder why Fozzie is choosing to play players outside of their position. You know, Rico is a bit of a... He's almost a bit of a hybrid. He's always wanted to play in those centres, but he's been put out on the wing. Yeah. And we like him out on the wing. But I like him in the centres more. <laughs> I he, is, he, he isn't a 13 at the moment. No. He isn't. You know, I have to But he just hasn't played that, there enough. That's right. He's played there a lot when he was younger, but he played all of last season really at wing. Yes. I think the season before, mostly at wing. This year he's played most of it at 13 for Auckland. It's a big step up. But when he did play at 13, I know he, and we've mentioned this on numerous podcasts, I know he made some mistakes, but he also did some things that no one else can do. And I think that he needs to be given that chance. He's got a, he loves the Barrett boys, but I think he's done on this double pivot, yeah. double pivot. I think he doesn't have a kicker, so therefore by having Geordie on the pitch... But Geordie he, on the pitch also gives you that that distance kicker. kick. So I think there's all these things that are rolling around in his brain. Um, you know, he doesn't really have an eight, so therefore no. he, he kind of manufactures this Savia at eight, and Savia likes, likes playing at eight. So therefore, he plays him at eight, but really he's a six. I just, I don't really know. I not, I don't think that he's ever really been a very good selector of a backline. Yeah. And this is now going into the forwards. New Zealand have a problem that they don't have standout in every position. So like, you know, they've got Aaron Smith. You know he's their nine. Yeah. But really, apart from that, there's so many players. Like, you've got McKenzie... Really good 15, but he's small. Yes. So therefore, is he... Not necessarily a bad thing. No, but is he like, you know, w- would he play against Ireland and they'd kick him off the pitch type thing? Um, Geordie Barrett isn't really dynamic dynamic enough at 15. So then no. you've got Bowden Barrett, you've got Richie Mwanga, you've got all of these issues. And, and I think, that, and part of that is they don't want them to go overseas either. You know, if you don't no. pick Richie Mwanga, then he'll, he'll leave and go to England 
or Japan. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's so difficult, isn't it? It's so difficult for him, but... But that's also where that man manager comes into it too. Absolutely. You know, you've got to have a stiff conversation. A bit like Ruben Thorne with Quay Cooper. You know, if you don't think he's good enough, don't pick him. Send us some. Send him somewhere else. But be straight up with the guys. Yeah. So I, I, you're absolutely right. I do think that the ABs are suffering not from a depth issue. Yeah. They've got oodles and oodles, but they're definitely struggling with this trying to get all their best players on the pitch. Yeah. But by doing that, they're muddying the water of you know you, what you really want is you want a fifteen who's hitting the line in from fullback. And they've done it for a long time, but you like know, Ben Smith. You know, a few years ago, our bench was our strongest you know, part of that our game. Our strongest part of the game. You know, the the bench came on, and they were, you know, sometimes better. And that's what than I think. That, that, that's what I would do with Rich Mwanga. I, I would I'd pick Bowden Barrett to start. Yeah, and then you bring Richie on, and he changed the game. Yes, um, especially with weary legs and everything like that. But you know, Sevilla was always on the bench yeah. and when he came on he's a totally different player to whoever was there you know there was Kano who's a strong runner but not as dynamic as Artie Sevilla there was Richie McCaw who just locked onto the ball he wasn't very dynamic yeah you know Artie Sevilla was quick great hands yeah you good know, on his feet he had everything right. And it was good when he came on with sort of 20, 25 minutes to go and would tear people apart. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's what we need to get back to, don't we? Yeah. You know, Hoskins Satutu arguably could start. But he's a, he's a and, similar player. And uh, Rico's bro, Akira Yuani, yeah. comes on. Yeah. You know, and changes the game up. Yeah. You know, happy days. You Then you play Savir at six. You play Kane at seven. Yeah. You play Hoskins at, at, eight, at eight, and then you bring a Kiriwani on yeah. for for one of those guys, you know. And that's when they can potentially swap into those positions. Yeah, hugely. You know, and then it would change yeah, the game very again. Very rarely do we agree with each other, but tonight it's been, been one of those nights. I don't yeah. like it, <laughs> uh, mate. We we do have another few questions from our listeners, but we're going to keep them for next week. Yes. So, Jack. And Ollie Mantle, friend of the podcast, we've got your questions next week. We will go over those. Uh, thank you for those questions through. But we are going to finish the show today with the quiz. The quiz. I'm just going to get my okay. uh, sound get the ding here. Ready for when I uh, answer ready? a so question? This is for Toby, and this hopefully is for me. I've given you three very, very easy questions. I've given you three great questions. Shall I go first? You always should go I first. I always go first. Okay. This is my first question to you. Who currently um, is the top point scorer in the Tri-Nations? At the, the 2020 Tri-Nations. So not... So taking away... Taking away... Well, yeah, okay. So yeah. You, who am I... Who am uh, I so we've got Geordie Barrett. No. We've got Richie Mwanga, Reese Hodge, or Sanchez. I think it's Richie Mwanga. That's what I think. Okay. But it could be Geordie Barrett. I'm going to go Mwanga. I think it's Mwanga. Okay. You're wrong. 
Damn it. Mwanga is third. Is he third? Yeah, so Sanchez is on 40. Hodge. It's Hodge. Hodge is on 29. Uh, Richie is on 28. And Geordie is on 12. So it's Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. Damn, I should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't I? He's on 40 he scored points. A try and he's kicked every goal under yeah. the sun, isn't he? Yeah. Whereas Richie Mwanga's scored some tries, but he's missed every goal under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mate, over to my question for you. You could go into the lead here, and you should do. Okay, so we're talking about tackles one. <clears throat> who? Oh, my god! Who has made and been successful? So these are successful tackles. Okay. Who's made the most in the Tri-Nation so far? Okay. You've got Sam Kane. Yeah. Pablo Matera. Okay. Crema. Who's the seven for Argentina? Oh yeah, big guy. Or Michael Hooper? I think it's Sam Kane. You think it's Sam Kane? I think it's Sam Kane because <clears throat> he. I think in the first one he scored. He, well, he tackled like twenty-five times or something in the first game. I'm going to go Sam Kane. You going Sam Kane? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. No, I'm not hundred percent, but I'm going Sam Kane. <laughs> oh, I hate that noise. <laughs> Mate, Michael Hooper, 43 tackles. 43. Kramer, 42. Wow. Sam Kane, 29. A what? I know. <laughs> Bizarre. Reese Hodge, 25. Reese Hodge. <laughs> it's because everyone was trying to run over him. Mate, Pablo Matera, not even featuring um, until, I think, sixth position. Wow. So there you go. So I'm so glad that you got it wrong. <laughs> my okay. second question. No, it's my. Is it my you yeah. give me the. <laughs> okay. This is about rugby unlocked. Oh, great. This is a fantastic question for me. <laughs> How many yellow cards were shown in Super Rugby Unlocked this or the weekend just gone? Was it one, was it two, was it three, or was it zero? So there were, let's go through the games. So there There's were... There's only two games. There were two games. Yeah. One, two, three, or zero. It was two games. I, I think there was two yellow cards in one game. I, I'm, I'm just guessing there might be three but you've given me that face, which tells me there's not. <laughs> what face? <laughs> that face. <laughs> um, it's either zero or three, I think. Okay. So I'm going to go zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're wrong. I was joking. I meant yeah, three. No. <laughs> I meant three. Seriously. It's wrong. Is it two? No, it's one. Oh, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Did you push it? Yeah. Push it again? Yeah, I heard it that time. Yeah, so there was one yellow card. What and that was in the Sharks. Can I just Storm- say, what that a was in the Sharks Stormers game. What a ridiculous question. That was in the Sharks Stormers so game. So much rugby on. I'm trying to watch all this rugby. Uh, mate, you're not even picking up on that. It was in the Sharks Stormers game. You're a horrible man. Well, they didn't even play. Right, mate. Defenders <laughs> beaten. It was actually, I think, in the Cheetahs Quite game. Okay. I don't care. No. It's gone now. It might be the other uh, one. <laughs> Defenders beaten. Yes. Who has 
de- beaten the most amount of defenders? Is it Geordie Barrett, Richie Mwanga, Jordan Pataya, or Caleb Clark? Oh, great question. <laughs> That's so tough. That's so tough. Because... I think in the first one where we, when we went through Australia, Richie Mwanga, you know, beat a lot of people. Uh, I don't. Oh, in that, in that, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think Caleb Clark has been that prolific of late. I okay. think it was like the in New Zealand when he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, who were the other How two? How good was he in that game? Mm-hmm. Though? Mm-hmm. Was that New Zealand? So good. Was that in New Zealand? I think it was. I could be wrong. But in this, as, well, I think it was his first start, wasn't yes. it? Yes. He was good, wasn't he? So good. Who were the other two? Well, you got Jordan Jordy Pataya. Barrett and Jordan Pataya. No, no, not, not Jordy Barrett. Oh. You got Caleb Clark, yeah. Jordan Pataya, yeah. Richie Mwanga, yeah. or Jordy Barrett. Oh, it's out of Richie Mwanga and Jordan Pataya. Oh. I'm going to go Richie Mwanga. It's actually Jordy Barrett. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it really? We bag him so much. But I his actually, stats are to be fair, good. to be fair, I have to give you, I have oh. to give you the edge correct because it's actually joint Richie Mwanga and Geordie Barrett. Well, Geordie Barrett wasn't even on the list. No, he was. You didn't give me him I as did. an option. I did, but I I didn't realize at the time he's at the top, but I didn't see that he's joint equal. Yeah, but you said I said Geordie Barrett, and you're like, no, 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 no. Did you say? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, no. <laughs> okay. So anyway, okay. I apologise. You so are I win. one. I yeah. win. No, we've got one. Oh, one right. more yeah, question, sorry. mate. Okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay. Are you ready for the last question? Another Tri Nations question. Oh, okay. Who was the last winner of the original Tri Nations? Was it New Zealand? No, it wasn't New Zealand. South Africa, Australia, or Fiji. <laughs> Not Fiji. <laughs> I had to put the fourth one in, otherwise you'd be like... I have a funny feeling it's Australia. I know it's not New Zealand. I think it's Australia. Final answer. Oh, hang on, I need a look. Are you sure? No. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I always ask it, but I shouldn't. <laughs> Is it your final answer? Yes. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, I just had a funny feeling. Yeah? I knew it wasn't in New Zealand. You know, it's the one trophy they don't have. Well, there's a couple they don't have at the moment. One of them being the World yeah. Cup. But They don't um, have the original Tri-Nations. No. Okay, so the last one here is this. Scrums. Oh, yeah, real easy ones. Okay, so what... How many inches... Are the studs of everyone in the scrum? Okay, let's don't be like that. Don't be like that. <laughs> let's go for no. What do you mean? Let's go. Oh, for... Okay, I was going to go for scrums, and you've taken the Mick out no, of scrums. You can, so... let's go, no, I want that scrum one. Okay, so where do New Zealand rank in percentage of scrums? Oh gosh, are they first, second, or third? So you've only got three choices, which. Means that you've got a thirty-three point three 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 recurring percent chance of getting this right okay. if you guessed. If I guess right, so are they first, second, or third in their percentage of 
Scrums won. won. Scrums won. I second. I'm going for a stab in the dark, and I'm going second. Final answer. Final answer. Oh, I got it wrong. Are we third? We're third, mate. Yeah. Argentina, 100%. Are they first? Australia, 93%. Yeah. New Zealand, 87%. Wow. That is a damning, damning... We're normally okay at scrums. We are normally... i tell you what. Top of scrums, Argentina, top of lines. used to be amazing at scrums. Then they dipped down. Now they're where they should be. Well, last year... In the Super Rugby competition, they had one of the worst scrums yeah. in the competition, and now they've got one of the best scrums in world rugby. He sorted them out. Yeah, it's Absolutely good. Absolutely sorted them out. Mate, that's the end of this week's <sighs> podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been great, hasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, People should head over and see our ugly mugs on YouTube if Ooh. they really- Why does it always come up with a square around my face? Just because it's trying to highlight just how beautiful you actually really are. Also, I'm doing Movember. You've been doing Movember since, no, don't. <laughs> since January, mate. <laughs> I've got a bromo. <laughs> since uh, but as always, it's an absolute pleasure. Yes. Join us next week for another podcast and, and hopefully with a New Zealand win. Oof, got touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah. Catch Until you Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.